I feel like the, the technical aspect of poetry is like evolved definitely because you've got people who've come to it who have been working at their craft. I'm a child of the mother. I was born in 1994. How do I start? Poetry prescribed, pen perfectly poised. It was supposed to be you. I've always been shit at man. Was he ever scared? In this poem. Everything I want is already mine. Word Spoken Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast which brings you the best. I am your host, Henry, and this is episode 40. We have the wonderful Solomon Adams coming on to the show this week and he brings with him his musical know-how. So all three of the pieces we're going to hear have a lovely backing tracks, which he was um, playing out live in, as a kind of DJ whilst doing. So they're three really, really great pieces. Um, I hope everyone's keeping well. One thing I will say is I, we did record this before the recent lockdown in London, um, well, across the whole of England, really. So... The episode was already recorded, so I had it in the bag. Luckily, I did, because obviously right now, can't really record anymore. In this episode, we chat a little bit about combining music with poetry and the things you need to think about when doing so. Um, we also chat about how the scene has evolved in the past few years. So Solomon was actually doing this back six years ago. Um, so we kind of shed some light on how the scene has changed in that time. He's also a mentor with a charity called 100 Black Men of London. Um, and we chat about the work that he does with them, which is really an incredible program. It's something which he was uh, a part of as a young kid. And now he's kind of returned back to them as a mentor for other young kids. So it's great to kind of hear his kind of insight on the work that they do. Um, we also have, of course, the 155 challenge. We have our eyes and ears. We hear three pieces, mindfulness, hip hop, raise me, breakdown or breakthrough. The Instagram handle is Solomon's soul. That's S O L O M O N S. And then soul. Enjoy it. It's a great episode. The first piece we're going to hear is entitled mindfulness. You cannot get to mindfulness if your mind is full of the norms of oppression. Rise upon a morning. We reflect. No longer mourning on self-hate, doubt and fear. We shine like crystals touched by the firmament. Speak life which causes our eternal sky to cheer. Through rainfall, we nurture the elements of ourselves where our most precious soil has dried up. Sorrow, still playing the thief to joy. Still reminding us we are never too far from grief. When we hold our tongues and tears, the term chief is only a concept. But if there's one thing I've learned, it's not in the theory but in the practice. Where we ready ourselves for this almighty conquest. Afternoon, the sun salutes our soul for shining. Whilst Babylon alleviates a powerful economy by taxing our smiles. At the end of the day, when hate, fear and doubt fade away and love stays, we will transcend pain, denounce the term slave and watch our sun shine as our young queens reign. What if I saw you as a person? A human being, whatever you would like to be. How would that shift our conversation, the context in which we communicate? 
What if we found people again, just like the thesaurus finds words again? Redefining and recreating new possibilities available to step into at any moment. Would you be welcome to the opportunity? What actions would you take? So there we go. That was Mindfulness by the wonderful Solomon Adams, who joins me in the studio right now. Um, Solomon, thank you very much for coming on to Word Spoken and bringing your music and your soul. A pleasure, man. A pleasure. Thank you. The first question always kind of kicks off things is I just want to know how are you doing right now? These are some strange times that we're living through. Uh, How are you kind of coping? I'm I'm good, man. Today I'm well. I've uh, made a lot of music today, which has put me in a good place mentally. Before that, yeah, mentally, man, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough dealing with everything. The music's helped, but I've had to hold space for myself to just be how I am, to go through the mental stuff and just be okay with that. And um, yeah, yeah, you'll hear about that in Breakdown or Breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, um, I cannot wait to for everyone to hear. Look, the, the kind of first thing I want to point out is obviously we've just heard mindfulness and you put music to your poetry, which is something I absolutely love. Um, and it's something I urge people to, to do as much as possible because it adds so much kind of texture and flavour to the words. And not only that, it makes it appeal to a wider audience. Yes. So the kind of first question I wanted to ask is how do you approach the writing process and how do you blend it with music? Which one comes first? Mm. How do you do what you do, Solomon Adams? How do I do what I do, man? Ah, okay. So the writing happens very separately to the music. You know, it's only recently where I've brought the two together. And um, yeah, the main, the main focus for me is to make sure my words fit as words yeah. on the page, you know? And then I'll see how the music fits with that. You know, when I'm making the, when I'm making my own music, um, I've worked with people like, uh, great man Tish, who's mm-hmm. brought amazing, amazing musical ideas to my poetry, to my words. And with him, I've done amazing things. But then again, I've only been focusing on my words. He's been able to bring the music. So me now producing, getting into this production world, I'm now thinking, okay, I need to kind of, find a meeting point between the two things you know between poetry and music it's something i'm still exploring man but i'm having fun with it what i really like is um how so i'm gonna be sound really like naive with this but Mm. what is the thing called Uh, that you use on the table cool that's called a machine mk3 it's a groove box Okay. In the in the simplest terms, the groove box. So yeah. you basically like kind of put some samples onto that and then play around with everything live as you're doing the So the sounds are all in there already. There's a lot of sounds that are in there. I can sample through it. So I can take a Whitney Houston sample or a Black Eyed Peas sample to random artists. Yeah. But yeah, I can take those two <laughs> people and sample them through it. And yeah, we can create beautiful, beautiful stuff from there. Because I think that's why it works so well in a, in a live setting you're not just whacking your phone in like to an aux and pressing play and then speaking over it you're actually like it is a performance Performance. it's a live performance yes so because of that do they tend to evolve like does you know would sometimes you're just up on stage and it tends to come out in a different way yeah 100 man i feel like taking this machine out of my room and into a live performance space is really powerful because i use the machine as a therapeutic tool I'm very aware that when I'm producing at times, very much so I'm in my element, I'm in my zone and I'm gone, man. Like words fail me like right now to even express this because I'm just in music, in music mode. Yeah. You know, while I'm in there in music mode, 
things happen, bro. <laughs> you know, like great things happen. And then I'm able to step into a performance space and bring that. And it's kind of like a switch, but I'm also able to balance the two in a performance space. Yeah. I'm able to be present to the audience, but also to bring some of my my bedroom with me, you know, my home life with me, you know, onto stage. It feels very authentic to be there with the machine. What like would you say um, are things people should think about when they're wanting to kind of put their poetry to music? Think about your rhythm and your flow being authentic to that. You know, it's quite easy with music to kind of lose yourself and to want to become a rapper. Mm. As soon as you put music to your, your poetry, you might start flowing to it and, and lose the poem. You know, the poem is very powerful and important. Let's hear that. And the music is a backing to that, you know? Um, specifically with poetry. If you are a poet and a rapper, that's fine. Step into the rap. But for poets specifically, I would say, you know, like let the, let the backing track, let the music sit underneath and, and complement your poetry as opposed to your poetry complementing the music. I think that is really, really like such a important thing to have a think about because it isn't like you make it look very easy, right? But it's not easy to put your words to a track. Mm. Like it is very easy for it to become something it doesn't need to be. Like mm. if the music isn't adding something, mm. then why are like, you have to, you have to think, why am I adding music to this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think your pieces, all three of them are like proof of concepts that when you kind of think about something in the right tone and the right texture, it, make something beautiful right but but that you make it look easy man that is not easy again it's just spending so much time with it in my room getting into that zone into that space and then bringing it into a performance space you know bringing it here into the studio you know but this morning this afternoon i was at home producing making music so i've literally just brought it from home to here and i'm aware now there's a camera on me i've got a microphone in front of me i'm still there i'm still at home in my head i'm still at home with the music you know so I love that. I yeah. mean, I think that comes across because it's just mm. a genuine kind of piece. Um, so look, obviously right now during these times, there are very, very few mm. nights mm-hmm. and the ones that there are are socially distanced and everyone's <laughs> kind of kept apart, right? But let's, let's kind of transfer ourselves back to mm. a time when life was normal, which is a chronically long time ago now. Um, but what were the kind of nights that you found yourself resonating towards Ooh, most okay. or where your, where your work really shined? Yeah. Um, poetical Word based in Hounslow. Um, I was DJing there for a while and um, obviously that's, that's closed down. That's in Hounslow. So that's Poetical Words. Uh, BYOB, mm-hmm. uh, Box Park Wembley. Uh, we've got Imagine Every Millions. Um, we've got Penting Poetry. Wow, man. It's so weird, many. like, the, the fact that they've all stopped is making it hard for me to remember which nights there are. No. You know, I'm aware of those nights because of my involvement with them. And now other nights, I'm like, oh, what other nights did I go to? You know, like, there's events, because I've been on the scene for about six years, there's events which have stopped, which mm. I remember me starting on, which no longer happen anymore. So I kind of became recluse on the scene and kind of took a step back because these yeah. events weren't happening anymore. But I found my homes in Poetical Word, BYOB, Penting, Imaginary millions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How like, yeah. so in those six years mm. since you've kind of been in the scene, has mm. the scene evolved in any way, would you say? Or Yeah, yeah, how? man. Yeah, I just think people have just brought different elements to the stage. You know, the whole, I guess back then people were still doing music and poetry. So we spoke about that. People doing music and poetry together. But seeing it now, you're seeing a whole lot of people who are coming to the stage who are, who are rappers, like turn poets. So there's an extra skill there, you know, there's like an extra skill, extra flair, like, 
you know, the rhythm, the flow, the wordplay. I feel like the, the technical aspect of poetry has like evolved definitely because you've got people who've come to it who have been working at their craft, not just necessarily like page poets, but like performance poets and rappers and, and people who like perform and do this, you know? So um, that's been exciting to see a whole lot of, especially when I'm DJing at events and I'm kind of sitting there at the back and I'm like, you're so much more than just like, I don't know. It's weird to say so much more than just a poet. A poet is a very powerful thing. Um, but I, I really find value in people being multidisciplinary. Multidisciplinary. That's a hard thing to say, mate. Word, multidisciplinary. Man. Boom. Did it, yeah. This word. Right. This word always, whenever I say it, it's like, <laughs> yeah. What, what like do you think? So obviously, so you kind of mentioned this, but just mm. so people know, you are also a DJ at some of these nights, right? Yeah. You are there doing the kind of music as a coming onto stage. You yeah. do a couple of like little samples that you play at funny oh, moments. Yeah. You really kill it. But what, what, <laughs> What would you say are the ingredients to a good night in your point of view? Good audience, the people, they make it. I would definitely say good music, man. It might be biased being a DJ and whatnot, <laughs> but like having music, having that ambiance there, like while people are just chilling or as people are coming up to the stage, it adds. I know when I play music or like when I have my sound effects there, it adds ambiance to the night, yeah. you know, a good host. Um, and just, yeah, community aspect. I guess that comes with the people, you know, the community aspect is, is so important to have people coming together during socially distanced times, uh-huh. not so much, but the community aspect of where you just have love in the room. People are hugging. People are just like so supportive of one another, you know, yeah, it's family, family, that kind of vibe within poetry nights. How like have you kind of personally found then, you know, these past few months? Like, Man. like it's, I, it's been tough for everyone, right? Yeah. And I think definitely for people that are extroverts that create stuff that they want to share, mm. you know, not really being able to, mm. it's been a bit tough. Like, how like have yeah. you found it? I've channeled my, I've got my extrovert side to me, and I've got my introvert side to me, and I guess like I've kind of moved over to being an introvert during this time. I've kind of slipped back into production, was not slipped back into it, started it. And um, in music producing, I've just been able to be in my room, you know, as I was saying earlier, and just be by myself so I can happily do that and not necessarily have to be around anybody. And there's an exciting thing of working on new material as well. I've just been thinking like, wow, this is a perfect time for me to just collaborate and work with people. And then when this all opens up again, we've got material to share, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's how I've been looking at it. But um, I've, I've, I've enjoyed being an introvert during this time. I've enjoyed just like taking a step back, just working on what I need to work on. And then when we come out, we'll come out. Part of me thinks that, uh, you know, this has been an awful time. Mm. But part of me thinks that I kind of pause, a bit of a slowdown, a bit of a rethink about what is important in our lives. That alone, if we just isolate that aspect of what's happened in this past few months, has, I think, done a lot of people a bit of good. You know, like, mm. we, I think... Uh, life definitely in London was so fast paced and so a hundred percent that there was, there was nothing stopping it. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? And it was only getting more so. And, um, in terms of like spoken word, like suddenly I'd be going to like three nights a week and mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe we needed a bit of a break. Yeah. To kind of realize what we so. have, you know, so, we miss it so much. So look, um, I want to chat to you after this next piece that we're going to hear a little mm. bit about you as a mentor and an educator and the work that you do with kids. Cause it's really, really amazing. And I really mm. want people to hear it. Appreciate but before we do that, I want you to tell us a little bit about the next piece that we're going to hear from you, which is entitled hip hop raised me. Hip hop raised me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm an avid fan of hip hop. Um, not only as a product, um, as a genre of music, but as a culture, as a consciousness, um, as a spiritual way of being. 
And um, yeah, there's certain artists and certain songs and certain albums and, and just certain people who embody hip hop, their way of being, which has raised me. So this, this piece speaks to those people. Um, a little bit of wordplay in there. You're going to hear a few names of, of different people who I, who I value and I vibe with. And um, yeah, enjoy the piece. Enjoy the piece. Okay, great. Well, look, on that note, let's hear it. This is Solomon Adams with Hip Hop Raised Me. This is Untapped Language. I'm a little maverick. From Yasin, I learned how to add it up like mathematics and most definitely witnessing Johnny Blaze. I set sights on the rise of the young flame Nas as he distinguished simile from metaphor. Nas is like life or death. I'm a rebel. My poetry's deep. I never fell. It was all in good time to witness God's sunshine and recollect whether I had been useless before, so I tightened my grip on the game. I garnered respect for those who stood premiere. I was introduced to Talib and Lauren. Used hip-hop as my flag and I set my black star alight to gleam as correspondence. Amidst confusion and a loss of self-worth, I saw myself as an outcast, but my brothers and sisters didn't stop pressing me with common sense. You see, these were my tribe who did not stop until the spark was relit for adventure, which we prefer to call quest. Check. You see... These were my tribe who did not stop until the spark was read it for adventure, which we prefer to call quest. I knew one day it would all make sense. I just needed to be the man the younger me always needed. It took so much more than just being the dreamer. I became the believer. However, I was looking for eternity externally in this electric circus of universal mind control. Finding forever had finally become within reach when I uncovered self-worth. Gave me two legs to stand firm on and I saw that I could live from 95 Till infinity. However, the stakes were high on my soul. Oh dear. You see, as you take a step up the staircase, the step you leave always seems to creak. A noteworthy sentiment, you might say. Yet I still rise higher, still elevating, yet still not forgetting the journeys I make home each night on my KRS ones. Every night, returning home, passing a devilic sunrise radio building with no sight of sunshine, just a dark, unlit tower. I return back to the supposed slum, which now occurs more like a village. You see my roots. You see my roots. See my roots are way too deep for me to forget my origins. I've been questing for love. Something as sweet as the chocolate which I have the pleasure of calling my skin, but let me not begin, it's true. Some days I still get insecure about the fact I may never drive a Royce or even reach 5'9", but then... I recall lessons from my elders about the miseducation of this generation, searching for satisfaction in book covers, unaware of the content soon to be exposed. I thank God for amazing grace. For I was a wretch at 16. Times that by two, and I'll be smiling. Reflect on this exceptional journey called life. Still yet to see all seven wonders of the world, yet I've listened to the night. I give thanks to where I've been so far by notebook. Being my passport, stamped to the brim where I write up destinations from these journeys to release all pent-up information which still has me shifting gears between work and play. I've stepped into a circle where it is a firm belief that yes, life is good. We've set out on a mission to make life great for all. We speak firm, firm affirmations to one another like, all we do is win. And even when they try to silence us, our souls will eternally sing.
our souls will eternally sing. (sighs) Guys, wow, 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 wow. I absolutely love those drums coming in at the end, just kind of adding another layer to all of that. Um, So many references, such great writing, great performance. My man, thank you. You're firing off all cylinders over here. So that was Solomon Adams with Hip Hop Raise Me. And yeah, sounded like it certainly did there, buddy. Thank you very much. Honestly, that was great. Um, Just a reminder before we have kind of move on to this thing. If you want to watch these performances, all of the videos are up on IGTV. The entirety of the episode is up on YouTube along with the clips from uh, each performance. So go and do that um, because you can kind of see him in action with his uh, wonderful music master. Dash. No, what's it called? Machine music magician. MK3. That's the, I was close. Groove box. <laughs> Groove music box. master. You can see him working his magic. So look, um, um, thanks very much for that, man. Um, so yeah, before we heard that, we kind of mentioned that uh, you are a mentor mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. um, you are a mentor with a charity, is it called the Hundred Black Men of London? Hundred Black Men of London. That's it. Yeah. So tell yeah. us a little bit about who they are and what you do with them. Yeah. So the Hundred Black Men of London is a community-based charity um, set up in 2001. Became a charity in 2004. And we lead different programs in mentoring, education, health and wellness, and economic empowerment. All of our programs are underpinned by leadership development, but our main program is in mentoring. So we run a mentoring program, uh, 14 weeks for children between the ages of eight to 16, no, eight to 18. And, um, yeah, 14 week life skills program. There's three different parts to it. So the first program is, is life skills. Uh, where they're learning about different things like influence of the media, gun and knife crime, um, effective expression, uh, peer pressure, self-esteem, self-identity, all of that stuff that you don't learn about in school. Then the second part of the program is called YLA, Youth Leadership Academy. And that program is all about like setting them up to become business, business leaders, entrepreneurs, um, getting them into more of a, like a financial mindset. Cause people that age, when they're kind of, approaching that age of like 13 plus they're thinking how am I going to make money mm. you know and we're kind of showing them like do it in a in a in a legal way in a legitimate way you know as opposed to them getting caught up in the, the wrong things so we do that and then I run a program which follows that which is the peer mentoring program and the peer mentoring program is all about training up our diamonds we call our young people diamonds um, who have gone through those two programs to then go back and mentor those. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, Mate, yeah. this sounds like so, an amazing thing to be a part of. Yeah, man. Right. Ironically, the 100 Black Men of London mentored me when I was 10. So I've gone full circle and become a mentor, man. It's, okay. it's a beautiful, like realizing what it did for me at such an early age. I was only part of the program um, between the ages of 10 and 12. But honestly, like the people there, the mentor that I had, like significantly changed my life changed my mum's life, um, grew up in a single parent household and he was able to like be there for me and like call me, check on, check in on me, like how was school, how's the homework doing and stuff at that age, which I didn't really like value much, but I look back and I'm like, wow, like, you know, like you're not my dad's, you know, you're a mentor, you're somebody who's checking on on me, you care about me away from like, if I'm just behaving or is that, yeah. is that is that quite a common thing so when a kid comes to something like that for like the first time is there a tendency for them sometimes to kind of not really get it or not really trust yeah the people there is that like is that quite <laughs> yeah, a common thing yeah but it, ta- it takes it takes because we only meet fortnightly during covid now we're doing zoom and the zoom thing is, is difficult because again we've just started again in september and um, when you're starting with new diamonds 
there is this thing of like some of them they've had their parents who forced them to come so mm. they're kind of there on the life skills program on the CMP kind of CMP is community mentoring program if I say that yeah. and um, yeah they come in to this program and they're thinking like who are these adults like it's a Saturday I want to be chilling like I don't mm. want to be here first thing in the morning like learning about this stuff and it takes time for us to like show them like we're not school you know, we have to make a clear distinction between this is not school, this is a mentoring program and you can have fun, um, you can make friends here. And and yeah, after about four to five weeks of being with us, like a lot of them open up, some people leave, but those who stay with us, man, they, yeah, yeah, growth. Woo. I mean, it sounds like well, you, you were someone mm. that kind of went in this program and this is great that yeah. you're kind of back with them and now doing it to younger kids. I think that mm. is epic. Mm. Um, one of the things I was going to ask is obviously you kind of mentioned there that the whole point of this is they feel like it isn't school and mm. what you're teaching them is something which they don't get taught in school. Mm. So do you feel like there is room for those types of things to operate within school? Or is it better that there's actually kind of separate things? I think, wow, me working in education as well, like as my day job, I realised a lot of it is down to the educators themselves. Mm. And I'm aware that certain people are not necessarily interested in teaching that stuff because they they depend so heavily on the curriculum. You know, they have no... And it's crazy because there are teachers out there who generally want to do this stuff but with the curriculum, with the admin, with all the extra stuff, it's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to really get that stuff in where you can actually be on a level with certain young people, but you've got a class of 30 and you can't really connect with them because you're trying to cater to 30, you know? So it's not, yeah, it's not easy, but. Yeah, I like can really imagine that it's really hard for teachers to be able to kind of cover all of these things. They've got the things that you've got to learn. Like mm-hmm. essentially everyone's being judged on these grades that they get and like that's what you leave with right and and that is something that really does kind of I just feel like the way we currently rate and score young people in Mm. this country is wrong I think right because look we we are Mm. doing it based on a like just a collection of letters A's B's C's D's whatever and (laughs) and that is your value when you're 16 Mm. years old Mm. and that sets up you sets sorry sets you up for your chances at like sixth form and then through to uni or whatever. Like, and it's such an arbitrary way of like scoring people. And it's, and it's just so narrow yeah. because people like that, you know, are like humans have such a wide variety of skill sets. Mm-hmm. Right. And to kind of judge people, what is essentially a memory test, like Literally. those exams and you're there, just who can remember all their notes. Literally that. Like yeah. it's just, it's wrong yeah. in there. Yeah, man. What, what are the things that we like could do, or maybe the kind of system could do to kind of change yeah, that? It, it's just, I'm aware of my role in education where I, I work in intervention. So I, I kind of specialize in music intervention, um, spoken word intervention, basically taking all that I do, like as a creative and bringing it into school because I'm aware that young people are interested in that stuff because they see that celebrities doing it they're thinking oh like this is really cool but they don't have access to it so I say cool like I'm not a celebrity like that but this is something that I'm interested in something I've invested my time and my money in Mm. I've got the resources let me bring it in and um yeah when you've got people like that in education in schools I've met many people like that it changes the young people you know the young people then start to open up and share really powerful things and you're able to actually build relationships which what I think that's what education's about about building relationships first so that you can then educate people teach people mm. mentor people coach people but it's about relationships like that's the main thing like what what is the young person interested in 
can you go over to them as opposed to them coming over to you? Like that's for me that that's so important. It's, it's something I'm like super, super passionate about because yeah. I'm aware that with education right now, it is a thing of like, we're going to give you a test or we're going to give you this, take it, fill it out, hand it back. Oh, you got a D or you got a seven. Yeah. I think it's now, now it's, it's numbers. It's numbers now, isn't it's it? numbers now. Yeah. You're, you're getting a seven or you're getting a four or a three or whatever. And it's like, no, we should go over to them and see what they're interested in. And build schools, build education from yeah. from what they from what no, they like, I, I fully agree. Yeah. You know, it, even things just just from my point point mm. of view, like access to uh, kind of things like music or even spoken word. Mm. I mean, I, like definitely with spoken word, I never really came across it as a teenager, and I feel like there's you know mm. that's just one example. But like teenagers don't know what they're good at yet mm, right mm. so like you need to kind of find it and let let them grow in the way that they're meant to and not judge them on other things anyway, that's so that's, yeah, that's we're it. just having a little rant here about the bloody system explore <laughs> man let them explore let them yeah. explore um so mr adams is that is that is, is that what you're called as a teacher <laughs> mr adams yeah? recently yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah well mr. i like to be called solomon when I, when <laughs> yeah I that felt weird saying that but yeah mr adams is is that well, Mr. Adams, are you ready for the 155 challenge? Let's do it. Let's do it. 155. Okay, okay, 155 is the part of the show where okay. we challenge our guests to a quick fire free write. The rules are as follows You're going to pick one word out of that box right in front of us and write a piece all about that word, using it as a prompt. You have 1 minute 55 to complete this task, after which you solemnly swear to read it out loud. Now, do you, Solomon, solemnly swear? Whoa, that's a great sentence. Do you, Solomon, solemnly swear to read it out loud? I do indeed. You do? do Okay, so the first step is give that a quick little... Whoa, Whoa. I just dropped it. Give it a quick little shake and let's pick a word out of the word spoken box. Okay. Boom. Okay, so the word is home. Home. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you can run, run with that. That, that yeah, is a very yeah, apt word, man. Crazy, but that yeah. there has been way worse ones. So you're lucky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So Solomon, mm. this is a one five five challenge. The word is home. Your time starts now. One five five. Okay, so whilst he's going with the 155 challenge, um, I'm excited to see what he comes out with here. Now, home, if you were keenly listening to this episode, is something he did mention earlier, um, speaking about kind of being in that place. Um, yes, he was in this room recording those tracks, but in really in his head, he was at home. So... I'm excited to see what comes down. Now, just a reminder to everyone uh, listening at home that you can play along with this as well and you can win yourself a Wordspoken mug. So you send in whatever you come up with, just DM it to Wordspoken Podcast on Instagram or um, send it to wordspokenpodcast at gmail.com send it in and basically I send whichever one I think is really good I send them a word spoken mug for free you win it what is not to like about that now we're getting a little bit closer dramatic drum time <laughs> okay Solomon is writing away um, I'm excited to see what he comes up with he's not gonna have his uh, music box god I haven't again I've forgotten the word of it he's not gonna have his music box <laughs> with machine him MK3. machine MK machine MK 4 there you go you know what I might leave it here man. I might just 
now. Just so you know, I will give you a bit of time to like read it through in your head before we're coming up. We've got about 20 seconds left. So just have a little process of whatever you come up with and then we'll hear it. I'm excited for this. (laughs) Okay, so we're heading up to the 10 second countdown. Solomon, the word was home. <laughs> okay, you got this, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. Cool. Put your pen down. Okay, man. I'm excited about this. Drop the pen. Drop so, the pen. We're just going to bring that mic right back to amazing, your face. Amazing. Feeling good. Okay, so, Solomon, how like do you think that went? Yeah? Yeah, man. You're feeling confident? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, well, look. yeah it's, it's free rights of fun, man. <laughs> Just let, let the mind do what the mind does. This is a 155 Challenge with Solomon Adams and the word is... Home. 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 Go for it. Home is where the heart is. I've said it before. Right here, my heart has found family in many people, many places, many times, many things. We express ourselves cook up good food, conversations, and good music. Of course. Of course. Yeah, that's it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that, mate. Put Love it that. there. That was wonderful, mate. I go. felt that. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah, like, just, that felt very well, real, man. Home. As if you'd get that word. As Because we literally spoke about Bro, this earlier. That's I don't believe sign. it. I don't believe that, it. In random, yeah, you yeah. didn't choose that word. That word, that cho- word chose cho- you. <laughs> There we go. Love that. Right. So just remind to everyone, uh, send in whatever you came up with. Home, it can be short, it can be long, whatever. Um, and you can win yourself a mug. What's not to like about that? Don't be a mug, win a mug. That's my little uh, (laughs) phrase of that. Do you like that? (laughs) Um, so Solomon, look, that was, uh, that was really good. Well done, man. I'm thank you. Um, so the other thing I wanted to chat about, we have spoken quite a little bit about kind of nights and stuff, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to speak about your involvement with a night called Imaginary Millions. Mm -hmm. So, um, tell us a little bit about the kind of stuff that you do with them yeah so imaginary millions is a night i've recently got involved with um through covid i've only been to that event you know once before covid amazing man like a live band just jamming led by the legend rob major um joy woman the women like (laughs) just the team are amazing man like Again, I'm lost for words in just what they do, but it's, there's, there's something powerful about, again, we spoke about this earlier about bringing music into a, into an event space and what they're able to do with their music, with their live band is that like we were speaking earlier about like, what is the purpose of bringing music to a poet, a poet's performance? You know, what's the purpose there? Like, why would you put music there? And they're able to do that. Like whoever steps to the stage they will adjust and, and like the drummer will adjust, you know, on the keys. They, they're just so talented and so diverse in what they can play. And man, it, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. is it's, an it's, incredible concept, right? Mm. And, and really annoyingly, I personally haven't ever gone to it. I was planning on going to it so many times. A couple of, uh, happens once a month and it was just before the lockdown that I was trying to do it and I mm. couldn't make them. So I'm gutted that I didn't. Um, by the sound of things is they do this so well. And as mm. you kind of said, they can, they, they can adjust in real time to like mm. the pace and the feel of the movement and stuff. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, for anyone that isn't aware of that night, make yourself aware, go. follow their stuff, go. um, and go. go. 
Just go. Oh. Um, so look, mate, uh, your final piece is entitled mm. Breakdown or Breakthrough. Now, I had the pleasure of seeing you perform this live at Trouble Tongues um, a little while back. Yes. Um, and uh, it was really great. It went down really, really well. Mm-hmm. So um, for the listeners, give us the kind of context around this piece. Cool. Breakdown or Breakthrough. Um, wrote it in September. So recently went through a mental breakdown. Uh, Life, life hit me, life hit me. And um, yeah, it was interesting. I was, I was, I was in meditation, came out of meditation um, quite slowly, just in slow focus and, and just observing things around me and, and words just came to me, you know, who's going to hold you, you, break down or break through, who's going to hold you, you, break down or, who's going to hold you, you, break down or, mm. or break through. And it just made me think, I'm like, wow, like, you know, this, this, this is a breakdown but actually it's given me space to break through, you know? And that, yeah, the piece, the piece speaks volumes. Yeah. It speaks volumes, man. Well, look, let's not say another word and mm. just hear it. Um, yeah. Again, we've got some beautiful music behind it. There's an intro that just kind of builds the ambience, puts mm. people in the right space. Um, so let's hear it. Let's do it. This let's is do it. Solomon Adams with Breakdown or Breakthrough. Down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. When a soul gets lost, how will it break through the fog to get to the other side? Through solitude, I heal my insides. These walls, thirsty for redecoration, an internal revolution is brewing. This wallpaper, tired of holding itself up, for what reason? Seems like spring cleaning season here in September, cleansing, purifying once again. I've said it before, this is deeper than skin. A shift in my perceptions hue, characterized by new awareness. I give thanks. My logic seems to be solid in its state, but my spirit in tune flows through heaven's gates. I give thanks. Gonna hold you, you break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through these timeless treasures. Moments spent together can never be forgotten. You, me, us, forever. Mark my words, etch a sketch them if you will, but this ink can't be erased. Pressed on soul's parchment, the life cycle refreshed by autumn's arrival. These uncommon senses growing more as I exercise my right to exist in this way. I am unchained. I am changing. In ways I could have never imagined. I give thanks. Who's gonna hold you, you? Break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Who's gonna hold you? You break down or break through. Peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. 
It means to be in the midst of those things And to still be calm in your heart Break down or break Wow. So there we go. Mm. Um, an incredible piece again, mate. You've been, you've been bringing it to this My and, man. uh, maybe now is a good kind of time to say thanks so much. Bro, just you're thanks welcome, for sharing man. that. Um, so just a reminder that was Breakdown or Breakthrough by Solomon Adams. Um, yes. <laughs> a masterclass in what to do with your words if you're putting them to music that is the answer so um we're now on our last little segment mate um and i briefly just wanted to chat a little bit about whilst i was doing my research about you for this episode <laughs> i had a little stroll down your instagram and i saw your name amongst the lineup when i was like whoa right so um the event unfortunately we just spoke about just before yeah. this episode, and apparently it didn't go ahead. But tell us a little bit about Safe the Poets, the event, who else was involved, and yeah. what happened. Cool. So Safe is an anthology of Black British writers um, that a man named Derek Owusu put together, um, dealing with a whole lot of range of topics that Black men normally don't get to express. So it's safe, like a safe space for them to just talk and express stuff that they, they never really get to express before. Um, it was on black British men reclaiming space, basically. Mm. Yeah, Safe the Poets was basically like an event at the Houses of Parliament, mm. which is going to basically hold space for poets from the book. Um, I have, I'm not in the book myself, but I met Derek at uh, Chocolate Poetry Club um, in Camden. And um, as soon as he heard, I think my hip hop raised me poem, actually, he, he came up to me and said, bro, like, I'd love you to be involved in this. Da, 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 da. I was like, what? Like, okay, amazing, you know? And uh, we got talking about it. And then I think literally a couple of weeks before Brexit was in the air, this is all before COVID even kicked off, but Brexit mm. was in the air. And I think with the MPs focusing on, I'm not sure specifically what happened, but it just had to get stopped, that you know? So I'm aware that hopefully, <laughs> like we'll say hopefully, it's still going to happen at some point, man. The book is amazing. We, um, we, your name was on the list. Yeah. With say, say the Sully names, Breaks, yeah. <laughs> Caleb Femi, Yomi Sod, and Nego True, man, and Solomon Adams. And yeah. then there, there was like a couple of others. Um, yeah. Yes, man. I yeah. love all those people. And uh, obviously, yeah, I love your work. So let's hope that that can happen in the future. Like, this, fuck Brexit. Yeah, honestly, man. <laughs> let's just say that. Brexit that is COVID. another reason we should have stayed. Brexit and because that didn't happen. <laughs> this is what okay. You said it. You've the reasons said are it. stacking up. You've literally um, said it. Okay, man. So look, we reached the part of the show which I like to call eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. Okay, that's for you. Okay, eyes and ears is the part of the show where we get a recommendation from our guests, something for our eyes to feast on and something for our ears mm -hmm. to find blissful. So we got two things. Um, what have you got for our eyes? For your eyes, yeah. Please check out Forty Years of Hip Hop. If you're interested in hip hop in any way, shape, or form, it's um, a one-hour, forty-minute lecture by KRS-One. Um, who's also known as the teacher who breaks down hip hop. Wow. The philosophy, the philosophy behind it, the spiritual, the spirituality behind it literally breaks it down. So like what we know of hip hop is 
it as a genre of music, basically, mm-hmm. you know, on that level. He breaks it down as a consciousness, as a way of being, you know. And then he talks about culture, like how that consciousness and way of being has has entered people, you know, and how we as people then, you know, use hip hop's elements, uh, breaking, MCing, DJing, five element, breaking, MCing, DJing, graffiti art. And there's one that I'm missing. Yeah. It'll come back at another one time. Other. But yeah, he breaks down how like this culture that we've taken as hip hoppers um, has now then transcended into, into a genre of music. And he basically breaks it down so that we can see that hip hop is much bigger than just shaking your ass and um, fucking bitches and getting money, basically. Um, so yeah. that's called 40 Years of Hip Hop by KRS-One. And yes. that's available on YouTube, isn't it? You yeah. can just get it up on literally, YouTube. Literally, literally, yeah. Okay, wicked. So people, mm. go and check that out. That sounds sounds amazing. No, the man's no, got a lot of wisdom, right? So cool to hear him share that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then what have you got for our ears? For your mate? ears? Yeah. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be cheeky, man. Listen listen to my album. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to my album, man. My album's on Spotify. Okay. Dropped it in 2018. What's it called? Uh, Finding Worlds Again. Um, yeah, I've got to big up my main man, Tish. Again, mm-hmm. I mentioned his name earlier Koto on. Dharma. Koto Dharma. <laughs> Hopefully he's going to be on the Word Spoken podcast For at sure. some point, man. For sure. And, um, and yeah, like he, he composed pretty much 95% of it. Um, brought the guitar in, wicked guitarist. Um, played the keys on it, played drums on it. And then I had one of my boys come through and play sax on it. So yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a spoken word acoustic album. You've got elements of jazz in there, elements of funk in there, elements of soul in there. Just takes you places, man. Finding worlds again. Yeah. I love yeah. that, mate. Well, look, there you go. Those are two great eyes and ears segments. So uh, thank you very much. People go and check them out. Do it. Go and check them out. So look, the final bit, the final segment is kind of uh, a look ahead to the future um, about your goals with your art form, mm. with your creative processes. Like, what's the big idea? The big- <laughs> what kind of goals do you have for the future with your uh, art? Oh man, this is such a good question. I'm so excited recently. This year specifically because of COVID has meant, as I said earlier, like I've gone into myself and just thought about the possibilities that are available. And um, there's part of me which doesn't even want to share too much like regarding like necessarily what it's going to be. Um, that's because I don't necessarily have it all figured out right now. But I just know that I'm going to continue creating. I know that the level of my creation is rising and developing um, steadily. You know, since I've started producing, I realized that that is a space for me, which I need to continue doing that. You know, that's therapeutic for me. Um, and also like, yeah, like there's, there's music on my Mac, which I haven't shared with the world yet, but when I do, it's going to change things, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that, you know, so, uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. let's remind people where they can follow you on social media. Yep. So at Solomon Soul. Um, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Um, you can find me in real life. Um, soon if COVID F's off, you can see each other at live events and, and chill and vibe and, and whatnot. Bring but yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, um, Solomon Soul. That's me. Yeah. Solomon Soul. Right. Okay. Cool. So quick recap. We had mindfulness. We had hip hop raised me. Breakdown or breakthrough on the 155. We had the word home. I think you absolutely smashed that. Really enjoyed that. Um, the eyes and ears. That was 40 years of hip hop by KRS one. That's up on YouTube. So go and check that out. Learn 
all about that and finding worlds again which is your album up on spotify solomon it's been an absolute pleasure thank you honestly thank you thank you thank you you're more than welcome um everyone go and check all those things out um keep an eye out for solomon in the future he's got some projects in the pipeline that are going to be aired so make sure you wrap your ears around them when they do um thank you very much and to everyone listening we'll see you all next week Bye. Peace. Cheers. And love.